You are listening to The Rundown, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Hello, Mount Royal. I am Ed Mabaza, or as you should know, Jay Baza. You are listening to The Rundown. We are a news-based radio show. Typically, we cover sports news. I am accompanied with my fellow hosts, Wyatt Patterson and Jacob G. Uh, do you guys want to tell the audience hi? Oh, thanks, Wyatt. <laughs> we were like, who should, who should say hi first? <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on on this cold Tuesday morning? It's freezing outside. Negative 20, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I wanted to just curl up and go back to sleep. We're talking about this Zion Williamson making his debut. He's making his comeback. Yeah, I'm so excited. Tomorrow, uh, and I'm going to make a prediction. Brandon Ingram, he's going to have 26 points. DeRozan's going to go off for 28 what do you guys have for Zion Williamson? I have him scoring eight points tomorrow in his return. Limited minutes. What do you guys think? I think he's going to go 15 minimum. Minimum. I like that. Wyatt, what do you got? 10 or 12, honestly. I don't think he's going to go 15 because, like you said, coming off a knee injury, they're going to be limiting his uh, workload. But 10 or 12, I think, is very doable with the guys he's playing with. So I have a question for both of you guys. And uh, feel free to give your opinion but what do you think about the Raptors winning the title this year is that still a possibility uh you know what I think I think it's definitely a possibility this year uh, given given the the way they played and the depth they have and the players they have you know and Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam Norman Powell you name those guys and you know you think I thought after Kawhi Leonard they were done last like they were like you know they weren't gonna win this they didn't have a chance this year but the thing is is that with that team and, and with those guys and with players like Terrence Davis and uh, a good OG Ananobi, but those three guys, uh, Lowry looks amazing, unbelievably, uh, um, and Siakam looks so good leading the team. And now Norman Powell, I think they have a chance to take down anybody in the NBA, especially with, with non-consistent uh, teams or play teams especially in the West that aren't able to... Um, like aren't as dominant as let's say the Golden State Warriors last year. There's no teams like that, so I think the Raptors have a really good chance. Yeah, and thank goodness for that because honestly, this year is way more fun to watch. I think we can all three agree with that because you honestly don't know who's gonna win. Gone are the days of Golden State and like Cleveland back when LeBron was on that, and that you, if you were making bets those seasons, you'd be crazy not to make bets on those two teams. Honestly. But I also agree with that. I don't think it's going to go to the West. I think they're way too inconsistent. The only team I think will challenge, and I almost think they are a lock for finals, minus maybe the Clippers making a run for it, is the Lakers. I think, honestly, with guys like superstars, that team is just loaded with them. I think they have a pretty easy route to the finals, assuming that they don't get injured or anything like that happens. I actually have the Raptors and the Miami Miami Heat as my dark horses to win. I still think the finals likely will be the Bucks versus the Lakers, just because of the sheer star power. And It was reported that Kevin Love was to be traded before the deadline, and we are just a little over a week from that deadline, and yet no news on where Kevin Love might be going. Uh, he desperately wants out, I know that for sure, uh, since 
I'm talking about him right now, I thought I'd ask you guys, where do you think, if he were to be traded or acquired by a team, where do you think he would go? You know what? I honestly, I honestly could see him. Um, you know, I, I agree. Like they need to get rid of him. He's been in that same um, situation with Minnesota um, when he he wanted to leave, and he he needs to go on a team that's gonna that's gonna win because he's still a good player and he still has uh, a few le- remaining years. I could see the Raptors being in the mix for him. I don't know if he'd be a good fit there. Uh, I think he'd be a good supporting piece in Miami. I'm just looking at the standings right now and seeing what what teams would be good uh, for him um, potentially. Um, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Dallas could be good. I'd like to say. I think Dallas would be good. Even Houston, uh, maybe Oklahoma City. Because unbelievably, my dad loves Oklahoma City. They're just. They're in seventh place right now. And if if they would be, I could see him going there. So there's a few landing spots for him. Uh, maybe the the Pelicans give Zion some more uh, veteran uh, mentorship. But yeah, they should. I think they should ship him out of there. They. How many games have they lost? I'm trying to see their their <laughs> last their last few ten games. They're three and seven. Their last ten. They're they're lottery. They're in the mix for the lottery. Yeah, I agree. Get Kevin Love out of there. Get him on a good team. It would be really cool to see him on the Pelicans or the Raps. But like, what would the Pelicans have to give up to get somebody like Kevin Love? Do you think? Zion Williamson. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, I think they could possibly pull off a uh, Lonzo ball trade with someone else. Yeah, that's true. That's probably the only movable piece that would be, like... Acceptable. Okay. Yeah, acceptable with trading, because you're not going to trade Williamson anytime soon. I'm j- yeah, I was kidding about that. There's no way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Could you I'm imagine? Guys dropping, like, 20 points in his first three games, trades him away. Um, Kobe obviously passed away a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Recently, it has been getting a lot of traction, or gaining a lot of traction, I should say, about him maybe becoming the logo for the NBA. And I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. So far, at the time I last checked, it had about 2 million uh, signatures on the petition. So what are your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, I think it'd be a great way to honor him, honestly, in terms of in terms of what he did in the NBA and uh of course, the, the terrible incident it would be an amazing way to cement his legacy in the NBA. Uh, so he would be an awesome pick. Um, the one thing, though, is that if I, if we had to pick one player, maybe it would be good to pick a player that, you know, like, because Kobe, like, you want to represent, yeah, because Kobe would be a good player, but um, you want to, he'd be a good pick, but then also there's other players as well. Like, could LeBron James be uh, a player as well on the, on the, on the logo? There's two different appeals. There's one side saying, do you want to honor Kobe Bryant with the, uh, him getting the logo, getting his his um, himself on the logo, or do you want to pick another player? So, um, what does the NBA represent? What about somebody like Giannis Antetokounmpo, a big man who could also run? Uh, he would be an, also an, a cool player to be. But uh, Kobe Bryant on the logo, I'd be all for it, and I think that his man Jerry West uh, of the Lakers would be all for for it as well. So I'm uh, I'm good either way. But uh, yeah, be interesting to change up the logo. However, Jerry West on the logo is very iconic. So there's a lot of different ways to look at it. How about you, Jed? What's your thoughts on this? So, for context, after Kobe's passing, LeBron James said that he would take on the torch and help the Lakers win the finals this year in honor of Kobe and this is where I might sound controversial but I hope it's not too far-fetched personally I don't think it is necessarily appropriate 
to all of a sudden want to do more because of um, because of someone's death. I get that the Lakers could have uh, weren't in a better position last year, but they could have done more. Um, in terms of the logo and this is where it relates to the logo, I don't think it should take uh, a player's um, passing to consider whether or not he should be on the logo in terms of um, honoring the person. Despite what they did in their career in the NBA, obviously uh, Kobe Bryant was very um, inspirational. His, his, his philosophies did impact every aspect of life, regardless if you played sports or not. Um, but in terms of the NBA logo, Jacob made a good point. Um, what does the NBA stand for? And I don't know if necessarily Kobe does embody um, what that uh, would mean for the NBA. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't. Obviously, it still would be a great choice if we did go for it. Uh, Jerry West did mention that he is tired, actually, of having himself on the logo and that he would be perfectly fine to give it to someone else. Obviously, he must have been alluding to giving it to Kobe Bryant. So, Shafiq, do you want to be Giannis Antetokounmpo or LeBron James? Uh, may I be Team LeBron James? Sure, sounds good. So, Jed, I guess that means you're um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And yes, then what sir. we'll do is uh, you'll have the first pick, Shafiq, for the starters. And then as um, the real draft went, Jed, you'll have the first pick for the, um, the reserves. So let's get on to it. Yes, sir. With the first pick of the 2020 NBA All-Star Draft, Team LeBron, a.k.a. Team Shafiq, selects. This is a tough decision. This is a very tough decision. I will go with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Defending Finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. Awesome. And, and then if you want to provide some justification, you can. Why Kawhi? Of course, uh, I'm a Toronto Raptors fan. One of my favorite players, Kawhi Leonard. Of course, no secret, the remarkable player friend months ago. Um, one of my favorite players. If I had the chance to choose Kyle Lowry, I would, but of course he's not a starter. He will be one of my reserve selections, likely. <laughs> awesome. K. Jed, you're on the clock. Ooh. All right. <laughs> With the 2020 second round pick, I team Giannis, I think, will go for um, Pascal Siakam. Pascal! And uh, both of those guys, uh, both LeBron and Giannis wanted Pascal in the draft early on. Why did you pick uh, Pascal, Jed? Or should Ooh. I say Giannis? No, just I kidding. think <laughs> his play just speaks for itself. Uh, he has improved tremendously. Uh, draft 27th overall. Uh, spent time in the, uh, I think, D-League was it for some time. But, man, how crazy has he been lately? Uh, last night, he even averaged, like, what, 34 points? So I think for those reasons, uh, considering how young he is, that he does deserve to be a starter. Nice. Star team. Okay, Shafiq, you're up. All right. So in order to counter that phenomenal big man presence with the second pick, the third pick, rather, of that 2020 NBA All-Star Game draft, Team LeBron selects Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, LeBron's buddy. <laughs> of course, there's no denying that chemistry they've developed. Um, never hurts to have a big man in there, especially someone like Anthony Davis, of course, which is why I've chosen Anthony Davis. Nice. Okay, Jed. All right, with the fourth pick, Team Giannis selects Dwight Howard. Interesting. Uh, Dwight Howard is not an all-star, <laughs> <laughs> if that's okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're going to have to re re select. That's okay. 
Um, what do you mean he's not an all-star? He's in the contest for the dunk contest. How did you arrange to get Miguel into the game? Like, was that decided or was that just right on the spot? You're like, hey, do you want to come play for us? One of our games, we were actually trying to recruit him because we saw him playing at halftime. He was just making every single shot he took. So we're joking around, and then he said, like, he's actually interested in joining the team, which surprised me the most. Wyatt, yeah, is it working? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should be good. Okay, Dad, do you want to say hi? Yeah? Yes, good morning, everybody, all you Matt Royals. Cougars out there, and uh, to Jacob and his uh, colleagues, good morning. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for setting that up. Uh, had to kind of figure out. That's kind of what we have to do in this broadcasting program. We have to find all these alternative ways to get the thing done. Guys, can you agree with me on that? There's all these, like, right now at least, is the Toronto Raptors. Big win yesterday versus Utah. They have won four straight. What do you currently think about their current situation? And uh, tell me just your perspective. Hey, that I am enjoying the Raptors season immensely. Um, they're not, they don't have Kawhi this year. They come off of a championship. We know about their countless number of injuries, but they just continue to, to win. Um, Brooklyn, do you think they have a shot with Katie and Kyrie, the K-Bros? I think the big question, Mark, I think if Kevin Durant comes back and he's playing as good as he was before his Achilles, I could definitely see a world where... They make top three, I think, in the Eastern Conference fairly easily. That being said, if Kevin Durant doesn't look good or he looks like he's lost a step, because that is a very big injury, especially like Jason was saying, with basketball being so demanding, it could make him lose a step and he might not be able to play at the same level. Um, but yeah, it really depends on Kevin Durant for me. Now, I mean... It's shown that it's it, it's been okay, but I think particularly with KD and Kyrie, it wouldn't necessarily be a good match. And especially um, with Kyrie's chemistry on every team that he's been with, um, I've heard that his um, mentality in the locker room is actually toxic to his teammates. So under these circumstances, I think... Um, they, they don't have a chance, unless, of course, as your father mentioned, uh, big things would have to change, especially with uh, with coaching. Mm-hmm. Great opinion. Or would guys. you much rather be in a, on a team like Milwaukee or Boston or the Clippers or the Lakers or um, the, or the Heat? Uh, what do you? I want to hear all your all your perspectives. We'll start with um, let's start with uh, yeah one of Wyatt or Jed, and then Dad will will finish with you for that question. But I want to hear your opinions on that. So I think that um, we can paint it like the Bradley Beal situation with the Wizards. Uh, this guy's averaging like, what, 30-plus points a game, and yet the Wizards are still losing. But just last week, um, Bradley Beal said that he wants to retire. He'll do anything he can to retire with Washington because he likes being that man that the team turns to um, being their leader. He wants to be their leader. So I think if... We were to put that with Chris Paul. I think that uh, it would be a testament of who he is as a player, that he is a great player, and that at his caliber, um, I, I would think that it would be reasonable for him to want to stay in OKC. Um, uh, but, yeah, I'm sure Chris Paul is happy there. I mean, at the start of the season, I'm sure he expected, like all of us, to not be doing as well as he is. And to be doing as good as he is, I'm sure he's feeling really good about that. Mm-hmm. And one other thing I want to add is, like, you look at the Kawhi situation when he first got traded to Toronto. Um, it was reported that he was not even happy to be in Toronto. And look at him now. He actually seriously considered before he even went to the Clippers re-signing with the team uh, because 
and he was a leader for the team. Uh, the team is good. They have a lot of potential. So I think uh, you know, three months ago, he probably would have thought, oh my, what am I doing here? Why did they trade me here, get me out of here to any contending team? I'm sure he can't believe where they're at either in the standings. And, you know, they're, they're winning. He's probably having the time. He probably, I'm guessing he's probably having the time of his career right now. I want to ask you guys what you guys think about that. Not even just what he said, but if any NBA player were to um, say the same thing, follow the, the same, I guess, idea that they will not play games if there are no fans playing in their arenas. What do you guys think? Um, I, I think they, they, ha- they have to play. And this is, they're, they're paid to play. The owners want them to play. And, yes, Jed, yeah, Jed, we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, it was a very, very interesting question. These guys are paid to play. They're, they're, it's part of their contract. They're, 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 they're playing. If they're not playing, then they're, they're fined. Like, that's, that's it. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're LeBron James, you're still playing for fans even if they're not physically there. If everybody isn't there, then likelihood is that more than half of them are still at home watching you on TV. You're just not going to hear them. Um, I also think it's pretty important amidst all the, I want to say, public panic about uh, the coronavirus or COVID-19 to make things as regular as you can. Um, I think if all of a sudden the fans stop going, the star players all go up in arms at the NBA about hey, if the fans aren't there, we're not going to play. I think it's just a bad look for the league in general and will cause more panic. And people. My question like, oh. to you guys is, do you think someone like Zion Williamson, who really started late into the season, should even be in that conversation, despite how explosive of a player he is and how entertaining he is to watch? Yeah, I 100% agree with everything Jacob just said. I think it's sort of a slap in the face to Ja Morant if Williamson comes, plays 30 games, wins the rookie of the year, and then Ja Morant has played, like, the entire season. Because, I mean, you could always argue that, okay, there's a chance that Zion Williamson's numbers are going to go down, obviously, um, in the, like, next 40 games, you could argue. Personally, I think, like Jacob said, he is an all-star caliber player, and I don't think they'll go down that much. I think straight up he is a better player right now than John Morant. Um, Love to say, guys. That is all for me. Yeah, that's all for me. Thanks for listening, and tune in to us next week at 9. Yeah, and another thanks to Jason for calling in today. That was awesome. Awesome. Thanks, guys. This is Start From the Bottom by Drake. Thanks for tuning in. This, again, was the rundown, cmru.ca, by students for you, with Wyatt Patterson, Jen Mabaza, Jacob Gervich, and my dad, Jason Gervich. What a great show. That was show number seven. It started from the bottom by Drake. Started. Have an awesome day. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the rundown at cmru.ca, by students for you. Our next segment we're going to be covering is something that co-host Jacob has inspired me to do. We're going to be covering a playoff predictions. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to start in the East. How we're going to do this is I will say the matchup, and then I just want basically who you think is going to win, and then how many games it's going to be, and then why. Uh, Jacob, you're more than welcome to be in this as well if you want. Sure, I'll join in. Why not, eh? Okay, okay. Um, Sounds awesome. I like I like this. I love the prediction segment. So, yeah. so, for the prediction segment, I haven't told Colton about this, but I think we should wager dinner. Whoever gets... Assuming that uh, any of these matchups do happen, 
And if you predict, right, you get one point. If you get how many games, you get one point. And then whoever uh, loses buys the other person dinner. Okay, that sounds good, but can you afford to buy me dinner? Oh, wow. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to play for fun. I'm going to this dinner. But, uh, I like this. It's like the family feud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Starting off in the Eastern Conference, we'll start with you, Jacob. Um, so we have Boston versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. Who do you think is going to win? Wait, I, I have a question, first of all, yeah. before we start. What if the matchups change, though? How will you, how will you do that? How will you get dinner from that? I would assume that at least one of them is going to stay the same. Boston versus Columbus, I'm going to go with the Bruins. Okay, how much games do you assume? Uh, Boston's going to win in six. In six, okay. How about you, Colton? Um, with Just with, if this does end up being the matchup, and I Columbus might follow the playoff spot by then, uh, I'm definitely going with the Bruins. Um, I'd be as bold to say they might even sweep them. I'd go four games for Boston. All right, so we have... 4-0 from Colton Bruins, and then we have 4-2 from Jacob for the Bruins. I'm going to predict that, hmm, I'm going to say Columbus is going to get healthy, hopefully. They're injury riddled really, really badly right now. Um, I'm going to assume that they're going to get healthy, and I'm going to say Bruins in six. I think Bruins in six is fairly likely. Uh, if Elvis steals a couple games for the Blue Jackets, I don't see them getting swept, but yeah. So our next one is probably, this one I think is likely to change, but that's okay. Uh, it's the Tampa Bay Lightning with 87 points versus the Toronto Maple Leafs with 78. We'll start again with you, Jacob. Um, how many games and why? And who's going to win? I'm going to go with Toronto in seven. Uh, it's just going to be a very compelling matchup. Uh, Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay's going to be... Uh they're going to be raring to go after being swept last year. That was one of the most shocking updates. Uh, upsets, not updates. Upsets in um, in, uh, in, like, in the recent hockey history. So I do think, though, that Toronto's strong. They're passionate. And, uh, yeah, I'm going with them in seven. How about you, Colton? Well, just saying Toronto not playing the Bruins in the playoffs is a nice change. but um, <laughs> hey, That can always change. That can always change. Uh, and if so, then the Maple Leafs are done. But... Um, you know, I think if this matchup happens, I agree. I think seven games is where this this is going to be a hard series. Um, and I think Toronto, this is their chance. I think Toronto takes it in seven. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. So I'm not as confident in Toronto. They're a young team. They have weak defense. Tampa Bay has really good offense. So I'm well, going to... A lot of egos on that team. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> True. Well, I mean, from what the media covers... Uh, I'm actually going to assume Tampa Bay in four games. So we're going to go Tampa Bay, clean sweep. Honestly, I think Toronto is going to get clean swept, and then we're going to see some major changes from that team just because they've been a contender uh, for so long. Our next series is going to be Washington versus the New York Islanders. Jacob, what's your thoughts on this series? Washington versus the Islanders. Alex Ovechkin and... uh and Ilya Kovalchuk, right? Because we were talking about oh, yeah. last week. Um, versus the New York Islanders. I'm going to go with Washington in... Um, Washington in... It's so weird. I'm talking and all of a sudden my voice, like my... I don't know what's going on with the mic system because I was like, feel like I'm so far away. Sorry. Um, I'm going with Washington in five games this year. They have very serious contender this year, in my opinion. So, yeah, Washington in five. Colton, how about you? This one's hard because... 
Washington has so much firepower, but uh, the Islanders' system is so defensive and holds you to the outside. Um, but I think Ovechkin does his best work on the top of the circle, so uh, I'm going to agree. I think Washington takes it, I'm going to say, in six. Um, but it's going to be really interesting to see those those uh, play styles really kind of are so opposite. Yeah, I honestly think that this might be the most entertaining in the East if the playoffs started today. This one are Tampa versus Toronto. I'm going to go with Washington in seven just because, like you said, they're – Play styles are so different, one being an offensive powerhouse with Ovechkin and his squad and then the defensive likes of the Islanders. I think uh, Varlamov will probably show up in the playoffs and might be able to steal some, so we'll go Washington in seven. And then the next matchup, probably reigniting the rivalry a little bit if it does end up happening. It's the Philadelphia Flyers versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. Who do you have here, and why, Jacob? Hmm, you know, I'm not sure. I, I don't know a lot about Philadelphia, and in terms of what I know about Pittsburgh, Cindy Crosby's always going to be ready to play. That being said, I'm going to have to go with Philadelphia in six games. You know what? To make that five games. These Flyers are going to be going in, in a hot streak in the, um, in the playoffs, and yeah, I think uh, Philadelphia's going to take it. To you, Colton? I hope this uh, I hope this matchup happens. I I love watching uh, Pittsburgh and F- Philadelphia play. They're it's just a bloodbath. So much just hate for each of these <laughs> teams for each other. Um, I'm thinking Philly's probably going to edge them out. Um, I mean that I think depends heavily on Hart, but uh, I could see uh, I could see Philly taking it in five. Philly in five sounds about right. Yeah, I think this matchup does hinge uh, hinge on goaltenders. Fairly hugely, to be honest. If Carter Hart doesn't show up, or Pittsburgh's goaltender, what? Uh, uh, they're currently going with a tandem of Tristan Jerry and uh, Matt Smith. Or Matt Smith. <laughs> uh, Matt Murray. Matt yeah, Murray. Matt Murray. There we go. I almost said Thomas Jericho, who hasn't played in ten years. So <laughs> you're doing better than me. He's reunited his uh, career as a goaltender for Pittsburgh. It's the emergency goaltender. Yes. Uh, I remember there was a guy. Wasn't there like Thomas? Or there was somebody Vokun for Pittsburgh. Oh, that yeah. was like way back in the day. Yeah, that, that was ten years ago. Eh? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh in six. Personally, I think they always turn up in the uh, playoffs for whatever reason. No idea what they start drinking in the playoffs, but it works. So I mean, you can't knock it. All right, we're gonna move our attention to the West. We're actually gonna go from the bottom up, basically. That's how I'm going to do this. So for the first matchup, we have the Pacific rivalry, Edmonton versus Calgary. If playoffs started today, that would be the matchup. Jacob, what would your thoughts be on this? Edmonton-Calgary. I'm going, jeez, that's tough because I want (laughs) to believe in Calgary. But, like, wow, that drubbing yesterday. I was watching the third period. Kind of it was on in the background. And they just scored, scored, scored. McDavid and Dreisaitl combined for 10 points yesterday in that game. So that being said, I don't think Edmonton's going to go without a fight. I think Edmonton's definitely going to win. They're going to win in, I think, six games. Like, I'm giving Calgary two. Uh, I I hope Calgary has had so many good seasons where they could have made a run, uh, but they didn't. But uh, you know what? I'm going Edmonton in six. Colton, how about you? I gotta, I gotta agree that with Edmonton. Um, just ba- last night, just st- absolute stomp of 
uh, points and stuff. Drysdale and McDavid. Um, Drysdale, the heart favorite. Uh, McDavid is McDavid. And, you know, no one from Calgary has really stood out to me. Uh, I know I'm going to get a lot of heat because we're in Calgary, but um, I'm going to say Edmonton in five. Edmonton in five. Okay. I would also agree with that. I actually 100% agree with that uh, statement that nobody has stood out. It's sort of weird because... I think I think I've mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Goudreau to me has not looked good, good at all this year. I'm gonna say though, this is gonna be a super close game. Right now, the season series is tied two-two, so I'm actually gonna go Edmonton in seven. I don't think Calgary is likely to win this one, but is the series at two-two? It says it's the Flames lead three three-one. Oh, it's three-one. Yes, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. I uh, mixed my 4-3 shootout with Edmonton winning. All good. Yeah. All right. Next matchup I have is the Vegas Golden Knights versus what used to be uh, your home team, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, let's start off with on this one. All right. This will be fun uh, because uh, I hate Vegas. So, But uh, that doesn't mean I don't think they're going to win. Well, I'm curious. Why Why do you hate Vegas? Uh, they just always take all the players. They, they get all the good trades, and they just clean up the market all the time. I swear. Wait, mm. do you just hate okay, that their general manager I, I, hate, I hate that they're competent, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, this, this, this one hangs solely, I think, on uh, Jacob Markstrom for the Canucks. Uh, he's injured, and they have not been the same team. Um, Thatcher Demko is just not able to provide the same kind of support with the Vancouver defense that Markstrom's been able to. Uh, I would say Markstrom is on nearly a business caliber season. He's been fantastic. Um, obviously, I'm not sure if you guys follow Vancouver very much. But if Markstrom's healthy, um, I could see Vancouver winning this. I think this one will go to seven. I, I think I'm going to take Vancouver in seven. How about you, Jacob? What are your thoughts on this? I really like the analysis uh, there. That was that was some good analysis. Um, hmm, it's tough. I don't know about Vegas. Uh, I, I definitely think that the specific division is going to be sh- uh, changed a lot. I don't know how much of these matchups. I don't even know. Maybe the Flames will miss the playoffs entirely. Entirety. Uh, I'm going to go with Vancouver in um, six games based on very little uh, knowledge about this. But uh, Vancouver in six. I'm confident with this. Uh, I'm gonna go personally with I think Flurry always enters the playoffs, and it looks like he's not gonna do that much. And then he just steals the show. So I'm gonna go Vegas in seven. Personally. Next up, we have the Colorado Avalanche versus the Dallas Stars. Colton, I know you're a huge Avs fan. What are your thoughts on this series? I really hope we don't play Dallas in this in the uh, in this series uh, because they've kind of dominated the the matchups against us. Um, that being said, it's going to be tight. Uh, I think the Avalanche have an insane amount of depth if they get healthy. Um, Dallas, Jamie Benz finally started to heat it up, and Ben Bishop and uh, Kadobin can't be out outlooked for their uh, goalies. If this is the matchup, unfortunately, as I am an Avs fan, I think Dallas takes it in five. Jacob, how about you? I'm gonna flip the flip the script and go uh, Colorado in five. Um, I know I, it's incredible. The Stars have have won these have won the, the series. They they've swept the season series. Sorry, 4-0. But two of the games have gone into overtime. So one goal margin, another one in one goal margin. I know what I think. You know, you guys like Colorado. I'm gonna say Colorado in five games. They they could make a series run this year. 
I think Nathan McKinnon is going to win the uh, Conn Smythe Trophy. We're going to win the cup. We're going to win everything. So we're going to win in four games. No, I'm just kidding. I think realistically, uh, Colorado in seven, personally. I think, like you said, with the season being as dominated, well, not really dominated because they've had three one-goal games, but with Dallas winning three of, or four of the four games, I think this is probably Colorado's worst matchup. I almost would say I would rather prefer to play the Blues, and the Blues are the best team in the West, honestly. But we, we'll see what happens. Uh, last one we have for today, and then we're, I just wanted to talk about the uh, Pacific a little bit for a couple minutes after this. Um, St. Louis versus Nashville. What are your thoughts on this, Jacob? St. Louis, Nashville. Um, ooh, it's, it's interesting because St. Louis is a much better team than Nashville in terms of points. Like, and you look at their record, but the Predators have won every single game they've played this year. Nonetheless, they have all been really close. I think St. Louis is going to be very confident and competent coming off that Stanley Cup win last year. That being said, Nashville is going to be good as well. So I'm going to say Nashville is going to take this one in six games. Nashville in six. Colton, how about you? Um... I'm thinking I'm going to go the opposite on that one. I'm going to stay with six games, but uh, St. Louis, uh, Tarasenko's coming off injury. That's going to be a boost to another de- uh, an already deadly lineup. You've got uh, Ryan O'Reilly, who's always a contender for the Selkie. Um, and, you know, Bennington has seemed to be on his game all season. He's no longer the, oh, he's a rookie. He's going to falter. He's going to falter. That That's over. He's kind of established himself as a starter in the NHL. Uh, whereas Nashville... They, they, for, for the amount of center depth they seem to have, they just seem to struggle offensively. Um, and with Pecorino, again, on a downward spiral, uh, that comes up a lot to a young goaltender to pick up a lot of the slack. Yeah. And I just don't know if Saros is up to that challenge. Uh, so I'm going to take St. Louis in six. St. Louis in six. I'm also of the same mindset as you, Colton. I think St. Louis is actually going to sweep this game for... Whatever reason, Nashville has always struggled. It has failed, felt like for like the last 10 years with offense. Even if they get insane free agents, it still hasn't helped that much. It's always felt like Nashville's been a very defensive team, much in the same sense. So, last thing I wanted to cover for today is the Pacific has been super, super close for those last two wild cards. We have Minnesota trailing uh, by one point, I believe. And then we have Arizona trailing Nashville. They're actually tied Winnipeg and Arizona with Nashville. They just have a better row like Nashville. Um, So I wanted to know, who do you guys think are going to end up in the playoffs in the Pacific? Because that's also really tight. And then as well as the two wild card spots. Colton, we'll start with you. Okay. So, um... Out of the Pacific, uh, so that would be the Oilers, Flames, Vegas, Vancouver, and then Arizona, because San Jose, Anaheim, essentially are out of the running. Yeah, they're sort of, unless they win So, so really, out of the Pacific, Arizona is that, that rotating house. Um, I think, I, I don't know if Arizona makes it. I, I think they might just miss. So I think the Pacific... The current four teams we have in the Pacific will stay as it is. I don't think 
that the two central teams will catch to, well to catch the uh, the first wild spot from one of the Pacific teams. I, I'm not sure who currently holds the first wild card out of the Pacific, um, but I believe the second wild card is held by the Nashville Predators. I'd have to check, but um, the second wild card though currently I think Winnipeg will make a push. I think Winnipeg will unseat Nashville. I think we will see them then slot into the St. Louis matchup um, as it stands currently, um, just because they're so tenacious. They, with all their defensive injuries and kind of the similar situation with Connor Hellebuck versus Markstrom, Connor Hellebuck is really holding this team up um, and just really kind of hiding all of their defensive flaws as it stands right now. I could see Winnipeg taking into that second wild card. Jacob, how about you? Do you think it's going to stay the same? Any fluctuation? Uh, sorry, I just got... Sorry about that. <laughs> Let's turn this off. Um, I think that... Um, it's tough. I'm going to take my talent to South Beach and join the Miami just came into my head. Because I don't know. It's the most random thing I've ever said. Because I was going to say it's tough. Um, sorry. Uh, I also got, take the heat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know my reference there, right? Yeah. Have you heard that sound bite? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Um, I think Arizona's going to make the playoffs. And I think the Flames are going to miss the playoffs. Um, going against my predict, well, you know, I didn't say that the, that the Flames are going to go any farther than the um, than the Edmonton Oilers. Are we're going to beat them? I think Arizona is going to sneak in, uh, and then uh, in terms of the other matchups, I think that's going to be the only change. The Flames will like just miss out. I really hope I'm wrong, because you know I want the Flames to win. I'm a Calgary Flames fan, but yeah, that's that's my that's my little prediction. All right, I think to keep this short and sweet, I think the top three are going to stay the same. Uh, Actually, I think Calgary's going to fall out of the Pacific. I think Vancouver's going to bounce up into that third spot. I think Nashville is going to drop down. For the last team in the playoffs, I'm going to predict Arizona just because my heart is telling me that I really, really hope that Arizona gets in. But, yeah, um, that is all for the segment. Guys, it was an awesome show today. Super fun, super filled, and I can't wait. We'll see you guys next week at 9 a.m. bright and early. This has been The Rundown. Have yourselves an awesome day.